0: hello and welcome i was gonna say another episode of the kosh but it's been like three months or it feels that way since we've done one so welcome to an episode of the kosh cast on under the kosh and at under underscore the kosh on twitter my name is alex and bernie is here hello alex welcome back man
1: i know it feels good it feels good soon to be on threads by the way are we
0: okay
1: i assume assume we're we're with the masses and protesting twitter even though we're still on Twitter.
0: oh yeah but the thing is i've like i've done i've got a nascent mastodon account for us we've got a nascent blue sky account just like how many of these can we really do you know
1: people are actually using threads so that, that that might be the one that we go to
0: that's what differentiates it from other platforms, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see I mean twitter is is uh you know has been horrendous for a long time and is only getting more so mm-hmm. um, so yeah, although I don't really know, have you used threads yet yeah, yeah, I use
1: it it's it's like my nice personality is on threads, my argumentative get the hell out of my face football argument like one is
0: twitter. Yeah. All right, so we can't do Kosh on threads then, because, like, what do you, we can't post a, a Kosh cast on there, it will ruin your cover. <laughs> People are like, oh, he's not actually that nice.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually very true. He's, he's very mean <laughs> to the
0: players he doesn't like. Man, like, uh, uh, first of all, uh, an apology to anyone listening who is bitterly disappointed. I mean, there's not, not going to be that many of you, but bitterly disappointed that we haven't had any podcasts lately. Um, it's honestly not for without. Trying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a scheduling nightmare. So, apologies. You know, we're back now. We're going to try and do some more. We'll do it when we can. Um, and it's also been you know, like, usually you would take a break in the summer a little bit and you wouldn't feel bad about it. But so much has been going on, not just transfers. You've got the whole Saudi thing. Um, yesterday or the last couple of days, we had Delhi Ali, um, Ben Mendy, just all of this shit going on the women's world cup starts in five days so mm-hmm. much is going on in the world of football and we haven't discussed any of it
1: <laughs> and I think it's it's been made worse by the fact that we um,
0: missed the end of the season yeah that too that too what even <laughs> happened Arsenal won the league right
1: um, so I hate to break it to you but you Kind of bottled it.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Won the transfer window. It's fine. It means more. <laughs> <It> means more. <laughs> uh, do you want to start there? I mean, it's 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 the biggest. Yeah. it's the biggest kid yeah. on the block, isn't it? Yeah. So, let's um, let,
1: let's start let's start there. And I had rice for lunch
0: and dinner. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, actually, I was just reading an article last week about how older generations in Japan are getting really worried because younger generations don't feel the same way about rice, and they don't eat it as much, and so there's They're a of moral panic about it. So what are they eating? Just like, oh, this bread. It's a shambles, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's shambles. Like, like, honestly, honestly, though, and I'm sure Japan has more problems than, than we know about, but like, if that's your biggest problem, you're doing all right
1: yeah the day the day Nigerians get rid of Rice is probably another world to be honest so.
0: speaking of which speaking of which the the unofficial or at this point official theme song for Declan Rice and for this transfer was written and and produced by a Nigerian who is also a West Ham fan that's that's very funny to me
1: I don't think he really is a West Ham fan I think he's just lying <laughs> really really <laughs> Yeah, I I I'm I'm certain, like listen, he he must be lying, especially after so the um the ver- the version of the song that was played uh you know Declan Rice's intro video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so that version had an Arsenal lyric in it. So like he he changed it specifically mm. for this occasion. Like I think Arsenal were like, "Hey man, like okay <laughs> can, 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 can you change this for us so i don't know Ni- arsenal is uh i, th- I want to say the number one supported club in nigeria closely followed by man united and then chelsea um it's pretty close of but arsenal is probably i, I think i think it's that i think it's also like there was a there was a period of time where the premier league has been in nigeria yes but around that 98, 99, mm-hmm. two thousand was when the TV rights thing really exploded and everyone was watching it. Yeah. Um, it we used to watch Syria like everyone else used to, but like it was late nineties that Premier League really became a thing. And then like Arsenal had Kanu, of course, but then there was um, a lot of black players. So Henri, Viltord, Vieira, yeah. like there were quite Laurent, there were quite a few, and it became the team. And United had York and Cole, but no, there were more. But it. you know, Arsenal <laughs> was really popping, right? So yeah. I think that had a lot, to, a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I know how I feel about about this transfer, but that's a bit obvious. Um, there's, I've seen a lot of kind of debate amongst fans of other clubs around around this almost everyone recognizes that Declan Rice is extremely good at football, but there's a lot of chat around like, is he a hundred million pound player, which I find interesting. I find I'll put it this way. I find it interesting that we're even bothering to have those discussions at this point, because transfer fees just are increasingly meaningless. Yeah. So look,
1: I've said this on many group chats, I think you know I've been a fan of Declan Rice. I think he's a he's a you know one of those like all can do it all midfielders. Even was playing centre back at, at at times at West Ham, so he's one of those players who can literally do it all. Probably except for scoring goals, but whatever. When he does, it's a nice one. Um, but and I've I wanted him, and I know. United wanted him two, three years ago, but 120 million was the fee then, and just couldn't justify it to themselves. Um, but you know, it, plus you like, for me, it's a couple of things. Is the fee excessive? Yes, it is. It really, really is. 105 million, 100 guaranteed, five million bonuses for a, the whether you call him a defensive midfielder, I don't know, but for a box to box midfielder, is a lot of money. And, but considering you paid 90 for Pogba, okay. Like, is he as talented as Pogba? No. But, like, you, you can make the justification mm-hmm. ba- based on, the, on that fee if you do it that way, right? Like Anthony and mm-hmm. Mudrick, I guess. Um But if I leave that aside, I look at if I'm going to overpay, the, the circumstances have to be correct for me to overpay. And in this yep. case, it's a multi-talented football player a, a club captain. I hold that in high regard that someone is a captain of a club, especially because Agreed. I think the best teams have lots of leaders on those teams. And Arsenal has been a young team and not many leaders. If, if, if I put it that way, like your captain is Odegaard. That tells me something in itself, but you mm. bring a leader a captain from West Ham, who's still 24 um, can play everywhere and, uh, If Partey is your defensive midfielder, or if he's replacing Xhaka, he can do either of them very, very well. Yep. I I get it under those circumstances. What I don't like is when you overpay for someone who's, for example, he's he's Premier League proven as well, which we know, right? Which is important in the league. When you pay for an unknown quantity who might be talented, but there's no validation of that talent here... Might be of a wrong age profile as well, and is a bit of an asshole like those are things that i don't like when you when you mm-hmm. spend a lot of money because that's like Anthony <laughs> in my mind right Ant- or Antony, Castaner, I mean, you can reel... yes
0: yeah, like you can reel off the examples of those kind of deals at this point because they happen so frequently Anthony, mm-hmm. nicola Pepe mudric I mean you know let's see how he does this season, but so far, what a horrendous transfer um. Eden has a 88 million. Was it with one year left on his deal? Real Madrid paid Mm -hmm. to take him out. Mm -hmm. Like insane, just completely insane Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, in those, in this context where clubs frequently overpay for people that you can tell in, in a lot of cases are not remotely worth the money in Declan Rice. I think what you get as a club is exactly what you get as a manager. You know, exactly what you're getting week in week out from Declan Rice. Mm -hmm. Um, and he probably hasn't hit his ceiling yet because one of the things that I think there's an Arsenal podcast that talks about this quite frequently is that Declan Rice is really good, but he hasn't had a manager really um, of that will that will try to take his technical you know skills to another level. Like he's had David Moyes, good coach, good manager, whatever, but he's not going to improve a guy in the way that Mikel Arteta or Pep Guardiola might improve a guy. And so let's see what the next level of coach does to Declan Rice's game. Um, And being in a team that dominates the ball, you know, he goes from having X number of touches to double that in a game. Let's see what that does to his game too. So all of that is really exciting. I think the leadership thing is, is absolutely on point, especially when you're losing a guy like Granite Xhaka, who, you know, my uh, hatred of is, uh, is well known, but he has leadership qualities. He's very vocal. He was, He was like the unofficial captain for years um, after after telling the Arsenal fans to fuck off um, because that was the only way to get around the problem. Um, But still, a a huge leader and a huge dressing room presence. And if you're willing to lose that, you need to replace it in some form or another. And Arsenal have done that immediately. Um, I also, and I think we maybe spoke about this before, although I can't remember whether it was on the podcast or not, you are getting a consummate professional in Declan Rice. Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's literally never had a drink in his life who lives and breathes the profession um, in a way that not many other players do Um, and so you're getting a healthy guy, you're getting a guy that doesn't suffer many injuries, a guy that's going to look after himself and he's going to (coughs) be there for, he's what, 24? He's going to be there for probably six, maybe eight years in central midfield, maybe at centre-back and he's probably going to be your captain at some point. So, yeah. Uh-huh. It it makes sense to me and on pretty much every level.
1: It it makes sense. And I know people will you know, some certain people have said to me some things like, um, well, you were very against the Grealish transfer, what's the difference? He was captain of Villa and like he was twenty five at the time and whatever else. And I said, Well, I liked Grealish too. <laughs> but I I really mm-hmm. wanted Grealish at a at fifty million because while mm-hmm. He's super talented. I think his impact on West Ham – sorry, on Villa at the time was not the same as Declan Rice's impact. Like, both of them were the club. I get that. But Declan Rice is probably, in my mind, in the last two years, the best box-to-box midfielder in the the league – I'm being specific mm-hmm. because I know some people think he's a defensive midfielder. That was what Suchek was for. Like in my mind, in, in the role that he played in the league, I'm not sure there was a better player. Uh, the Grealish wasn't ever like he's. If he, for instance, he wouldn't get into United squad because Rashford plays the same position. Like he's good, but he's not going to start. But like he's Rice not a key starts for England,
0: which is. Yeah, to demonstrate yeah. your point, like Grealish can't consistently get in the England squad, even though he's in, in the team, rather, even though he's very good. And and also to back up your point, it's not just about that. It's also about, is he worth 100 million to Manchester City? Manchester City, before they signed Grealish, didn't need to add Grealish. They just did, kind of for yeah. the sake of it. You know what I
1: mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I, think, I think this is very, this rice transfer is very, very, of course, it's extremely intentional. We know that. Mm. And it, it's, it's, it just seems like it fits like a glove. It's the right situation, the right profile of player, well thought out. It's stupidly expensive. I get it. And it, it could blow up. It really, really could blow up. But it's it seems like the most sensible, straightforward deal in terms of fit that I've ever seen. Also because I think he can fit anywhere. He's one of very few players I think... We've seen him play, as you mentioned, Moisey up against it, whatever. But he has technical ability that you know he can play. I mean, he was a it was Chelsea Academy kid, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, yeah. you know that he can play football, like m- and move the ball around. You know that, so it doesn't actually matter where he goes; he fits in. There are not many yeah. players that are like that, so it's it's hundred percent great.
0: Hundred percent. Um, he also I mean, we should mention. Led West Ham to a European trophy. I mean, is it a Mickey Mouse trophy? Yes. Would anyone have thought West Ham would win it? No. When was the last time West Ham won anything? Probably the 60s or something? I, I don't know. But like, that's really bloody mm-hmm. impressive, especially with Thomas Suchek yep. next to you. <laughs> I, I,
1: absolutely. And, and I'm interested to see what West Ham do now because they've got 100 million in their pocket. It. Effectively, and what do you do? Mix sauce. That's all you can do. And
0: I uh, and I'm excited for mix sauce <laughs> and moist You know what they could do is with that money, you could have McFred. You could take the whole McFred. You could. Both are both are available, and you yeah.
1: know, I I actually think that McTomney would do rather well there. I I do. It's you not going to beat Declan Rice well at all, but like no. He's a decent enough player, especially when when like he's on
0: form. Like, I I think he'd be I think he'd be good actually. <laughs> you know what you could do is you could do McTominay to do the tackling and then get like Ward Prowse in to actually pass the ball.
1: And McTominay loves a loves a, loves a, a run into the box anyway, so like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. It's uh, any 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 time you need to call for uh, transfer tips, West Ham. Actually, we could probably get David Gold to do that. Is he the one that's still alive? I know that sounds insensitive, but one of them died. I'm not going to lie, I don't remember who, because they were just the same yeah. person to me. All right, well, so, either David Gold or Sullivan. It doesn't help that they're both their names are David. Like, No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Arsenal also signed Jurian Timber. Can't lie, I've never seen him play. Um, I, I don't... I, 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 I Honestly, I think he's a bit of a bitch, so...
1: Wow, where does that come from? Okay, so last season, United didn't actually want to sign Losandro Martinez. They wanted to sign Julian Timber, and he turned it down because Van Gaal said, "Don't go there because you're not guaranteed playing time." Hmm. He was, you know, he he can play center back, he can play right back, and I think there was this idea of well, he could replace Wamsako or Deleu, or he can slot in as right center back because there was actually not much faith in Varane for passing ability, for example, which is why Maguire started the season. But he wasn't convinced that he would start ahead of Maguire over and which, fair enough. I understand it back then, fair enough. But back yourself, mate. Like, you know, yeah. you're at Ajax. This is a bigger deal, bigger payday. I get the World Cup was coming, but do you back yourself? That that was always yeah. my thing. And a lot of United, United fans, not that they wanted him, they just don't respect the fact that he didn't back himself to, like, not even become the right back like you, you really didn't have that that level of confidence like yeah. you know I, I i think i that that doesn't impress me at all uh, from
0: on, on his part so that's interesting because he has to be backing himself now because it's not like the situation is any different here he's got ben white ahead of him a right back one would mm-hmm. assume you got William mm-hmm. Saliba, a right centre-back, who, barring injury, is going to start every important game that's going. Um, you've got, you know, Gabriel is there, Kivior is there, um, Tomiyasu is there, Zinchenko is there. Like, there's a lot of players that can play in that back line. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of fixtures because Arsenal back in the Champions League and all, all, all the competitions, but there's no guarantee. Absolutely no guarantee. Yeah. I think, okay. if I'm going to be uh, honest... The Arsenal, like, maybe maybe he's more confident after a year, but also this Arsenal team is just a more attractive proposition. I I, I think it's possible, but I think part of
1: it, it, the main thing for him was being able to play in the World Cup because that was Van Hal's mm. message. It's like, right. if you go there, you're not going to play, and anyone who doesn't then... play is not, it's not coming and playing in the World Cup. And there is no World Cup now. Go get your big move. Go get your big payday. Otherwise, he would have been a United player. I just feel like I don't get, like, why you don't back yourself because the rest of, I mean, Martinez showed up and clearly uh, Ten Hag, if likes a Ten Hag player, like Anthony's been crap but still plays. So, like, what are you scared of, mate? Like, I just don't think he had the confidence that he was going to get there with the with the big names that were already at the club. But he he could have made it.
0: Maybe. Uh, I'm interested to see. I don't really, I don't really know what the role is that they're planning for him. I, presumably, some sort of inverted fullback slash centre back thing that steps into midfield. But you know, we'll see. Maybe the John Stones role or something. But Saliba
1: we'll is is a oh Saliba on the right, so he's competing yeah.
0: centre back with Saliba. That, that's that senseless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's, get... that's unless unless. Everyone is moving to this like three, two, four, one thing, which is what it often ends up being in possession, but maybe it's a bit more formal I don't know. Because you could go like Timber, Saliba, Gabriel, and then Zinchenko and Rice, and then you're attacking consortium. You know what I mean? You could just have a block of five. I'm not convinced that he's better than Ben White. I'm not. It would be really difficult to be better than Ben White on last season's form. Yeah. So good luck to him. How good are you, babe? (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know. We will Uh, will find out. The most useful thing that he does do uh, without kicking a ball is set off the Timber song in my head literally every time I think about his name. (laughs) Um, And we'll see if the fans act on that in the stadium. Um, Christian Pulisic has gone to... uh, Milan, bro. Good for
1: him. He he still got himself <laughs> at a big, at, at a big name where that people recognize. Uh, Good for him. I don't care about this man anymore. I, I, I thought, thought there was something AC there, Milan were getting smarter. I think their I think their plan is Leal forward. And pull on the left because Zlatan isn't mm. there. Giroud, Giroud he is. is he still still he's there? A, he's there a yeah. they want to get old. rid of. Yeah, it's I, I feel is like gonna. And honestly, if if I'm Portugal, I really like that idea. <laughs> if they can make it work, yeah. because yeah. they need they need better options than Cristiano up up there.
0: So hundred percent. I know Gonzalo One... Ramos is
1: really good, but like I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Looks good on paper. Mm-hmm. Looked good in the World Cup, to be fair. I but I don't do actually. It <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, Alright, what else has happened? Um, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic linked with Manchester United for years and mm-hmm. almost every other club going. Um, mm-hmm. Is he a real person? That's what people are asking. Because like, no one ever watches Lazio and so he was just this name that got constantly banded around and no one ever actually saw him play. And then now he's gone to a league where no one will see him play still.
1: He's in the Nikola Gaitan, Wesley Snyder coming to the Manchester United forever uh, list. So, yeah, no, you know what? I, I think this gives us a, a way to talk about Saudi. They've done a mm-hmm. lot of stuff and brought in a lot of players mm-hmm. and they are aggressively trying to make their league relevant and i applaud their ambition i just were like i don't know if the word is worry because they are bottomless pit of money so it doesn't matter but there's no way to recoup this money no. unless people decide to tune in and tv rights and i just don't see it and it's and it's nothing against these clubs in particular it's just, I don't think the viewing world is coming in to see Al Nasser against Al Ahly. I don't see it. There's not enough history there. I just do not see that being a thing. No matter what they do, I don't see it being a thing.
0: So, I don't think you're going to capture... How many teams are even in the league? I have no idea. But I think all of them are owned by the government now. <laughs> Um so well, the thing is that however many are owned by the government, only four have the backing of the public investment fund right so they've they've deliberately created like a top four uh about mm-hmm. eight, 18, 18, eighteen it looks like so four of them are gonna just have way more resources than the rest of them mm-hmm. and, and players that, that anyone actually has ever heard of. So that's a bit weird to start with. But they're not going to pull the Premier League audience, obviously. But what they might Mm -hmm. do is pull an audience from Asia or from the rest of the Middle East or from North Africa or other places where it's close enough that people will be curious. Like some people Mm -hmm. are going to be curious anyway, right? Like it's just a bit because it's a novelty. But if they keep building and they keep building and they're actually serious, like long term, they could start a proper league. It's just, it all kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I,
1: if, if I'm FIFA, I'm ecstatic because they've been trying to get, you know, you're also a Super League documentary where they were kind of like mm-hmm. sitting on the fence, but not really sitting on the fence. They were just trying to see which side was going to win out and then they were going to support that side effectively. Um, they want more into, more, sort of say in the club football space, right? Yep. And UEFA is a big dominant beast. Now, if they are if they ally themselves with Saudi, which I think they're starting to do because there's a big tournament coming to Saudi. Is it the new Club World Cup or something? I don't one of those things is coming to Saudi.
0: Yeah, and also the World Cup in twenty thirty might come to Saudi. Well probably yeah. yeah. And I think if they can if basically
1: that new Club World Cup, if they're good Saudi teams and they do really well I think that that could possibly turn people's heads to go, maybe we need to pay attention to this league. But, you know, Messi's in MLS. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, more people are going to tune in to watch MLS because of Messi than they are well, with he's all in. this billion or whatever that Saudi is going to spend on player transfers right now. One guy is going to do that. And it's, and it's not even necessarily <clears throat> just simply Messi. I mean, when Beckham came over, it was a big thing. Right, mm-hmm. like with Messi, it's going to be a thing, but also it's more accessible for people already. This, they just kind of understand it a bit more. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone that they've brought in currently, including Cristiano, is moving the needle for that league right now. I don't see it.
0: I mean, have you no. watched one minute? Have you have you no, looked for a stream? No, of course not. <laughs> But then, like, I'm against it in principle. Whereas a lot of people are not going to give a shit about that, and I just, you know, I, I think, I think you'll they'll get some people who are curious. I don't know how. Yeah, it's like to your point, I don't know how you go about watching it, but you know, they'll get a bigger TV deal than they would have got like three months ago. <laughs> That's for sure, right? Like, there's gonna be there's gonna be people that will pay to pay to 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 put this on their on their channels. And they'll have lined this stuff up in advance, probably. And I don't know. It feels like they're very serious. It, feel, it doesn't feel like the China stuff. It feels a lot more serious than that. Because of what we've seen over the last few years with the investments in other clubs and in sports, you know, tournaments and what have you. Like, it, yeah, And yeah, exactly. Other sports. So yeah, I don't know. Watch the space, I suppose. But I mean, it, yeah. it is bloody weird that you've got like... It went from it, within like three weeks. It went from, ah, oh, they're just taking all the old gits to mm-hmm. actually they're buying Mares And like there's an offer on the table for Bernardo Silva. And like there's good, there goes Sergei Milenkovic savic And Fabinho is about to leave. And like none of these guys are like 23, but they're not past but, their prime, some of them, you know. But they're still not taking anyone
1: that you feel. I really, really need like who who you know what? Here's how I put it. They're not taking anyone that I that I think isn't off for off for a holiday. Like Milenkovic Savage mm-hmm. is done. Like he would have he yeah. wanted a big move. He never got it. Like the Koulibaly Mandy thing, they're like, listen, we're, <laughs> it's holiday time. Like Ronaldo Silva, he's won the Champions League now. I can understand if he wants a big payday and a holiday. Like, there's no one going there for competition. And no, I think as no, long no. as your competition isn't strong, I, it's, it's still going to be an issue for fans. Otherwise, they're just watching a Super League, and I know which is what this basically is, and I don't think that's entertaining football.
0: That's fair. I, I've seen the argument posited that they are ramping this league up so that when the next Super League does show up, which will probably be, you know, the, which the Saudi PIF will probably be, involved in organizing it slash funding um, they're included they will in be it? right there at the table yeah which to me makes a ton of sense especially when you look at what happened with the golf right i think i i
1: think listen i think they're being quite smart in that regard it, it's if the if that's the play but mm-hmm. yeah what i'm seeing right now it's just another
0: china to me so <laughs> take that saudis um Pao Torres. <laughs> Another guy that was like supposed to be a big deal and go to a big club and now he's gone to Aston Villa for 30 million. Um, My favorite thing about this is that he can't head... He's a lanky git, right? But he can't head the ball Mm -hmm. or he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And when you look at his face, you understand why. I mean, this is a beautiful man. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to mess it up. But Mm -hmm. nor does Tyro Mings, also a big guy that doesn't really win headers. And... So the two of them together, I think, is going to be hilarious. It's just just looking at them is going to be the most hilarious centre back <laughs> pairing in beauty the league.
1: The it really is Beauty and the Beast. But you know, I thought he was going to either Barcelona, there was some point Tottenham, there was Man United, there was Real Madrid, there was all sorts of things, and then it never panned out, and I don't really know why. But I'm not doubting when I am right now. I'm doubting uh, Manchi. but I'm not doubting uh, Unai Emery
0: <laughs> right now so he yeah. worked with him already right like he knows the guy Yeah 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 so he
1: he and he this time I think
0: he understands
1: what he needs in the Premier League so I think yeah I think as a plan I'm excited I think he's good so
0: Fair enough Um sorry I, we have to skip back to Arsenal just for a second because one of the things that I was going to say when we were talking about the Declan Rice fee was um if you're willing to spend sixty-five million on Kai Havertz, then you should be willing to spend 105 on Declan Rice. Um it's it's pretty unclear, I think, to a lot of people where exactly Havertz fits in. And even Arteta was asked about it the other day and he kind of said, We'll see. Um it's an interesting move for me, but also a weird one. Like on the face of it, it just looks a bit stupid. But Arteta for me, has enough credit in the bank where I'm looking at it and going, okay, he'll figure something out here.
1: That's a deal I think is pretty stupid. Like, <laughs>
0: I don't... I, I don't... <laughs>
1: yeah. I, it's like with Rice, I understood where he fit. You know, for fee aside. This, I don't get it. And then you're paying $65 million for this. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, with Mason Mount, it took people to convince me how it was going to work. And I... When I sat back and really thought that about it, I, I understand. Well, it's going to be t- two-eighths and Casemiro. So Bruno, okay. a bit more advanced, Mount, a bit more reserved, but kind of floating around that central side, and and him and Bruno sort of you know, coming and going, whatever yeah, that thing yeah. is, with Casemiro cleaning up, which. Only works if Casemiro, in my mind, is 26, 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's I, I understand the idea because it's what he, the man did it in at Ajax. Um, a lot of it when he was playing Tadic and Van de Beek in the same team, He where and they had um, Allaire up front. They mm, did that quite a, quite quite a bit, yeah. But like, mate, I don't know. Let's I'll. I'll I, I, look, they did well last season. He, he's a good manager. I'm trying very hard to see how this is going to work <laughs> through credit <laughs> teeth. But he did do he did do well last season, so fair enough you've earned you know, this credit in the bank for it, for that. And Mason is yeah. a good player, but yeah. and I think he's tactically astute enough to make this work nason um, Mount especially I think for England he kind of did a similar role if I'm not mistaken so yeah. I I can see it 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 just hinges on Casemiro for me which is why for my United the rumors of Amrabat I like because yeah. he can either deputize for Casemiro or come in which I, I feel a lot better about the fit if that guy comes in Um, but back to Havers I I don't care who you bring bringing. I don't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. It's literally just a sixty-five million wait and see. Like don't know. Don't know how that's gonna work. Yep. Not entirely yep. sure where he's gonna play. Seemingly like in midfield, but it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um to to the point about Amrabat playing at the same time as Casemiro, good God, that is just a very tackly midfield. Will there have ever been a more tackly midfield? than Amrabat and Casemiro. I, I,
1: I want, I want some legs broken, and you know I love a tackle. So, like, <laughs> look, listen, nothing, there'll be nothing make me happier in life than Amrabat. Even though I know they won't ever play together, but whatever. If they did, Amrabat and Casemiro and Juan just tackling the hell of the people <laughs> makes my makes my day,
0: makes my day. <laughs> McTominay is going to be very sad to be missing out on that. Um, <laughs> while we're on United, I want to give you your your moment to shine and to celebrate the departure of the Spanish goat. And when I say goat, I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean, he looks like a goat. David De Gea. Yeah, I think I deserve. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so every time I think about De Gea, I do remember a couple, like 2018, 2017, on this podcast where I was very adamant that he was the best goalkeeper in the world. And I stand by it. And and actually... Um, especially cause Neuer was injured that whole time. So it made it a lot easier <laughs> to say, but, um, after doing the analysis, cause I want, I want to give him his props. Like he's won the Premier League. He's been, he's probably the best, someone put it this way, the best reaction shot stopper as opposed to just p- shot stopper overall sure. that probably anyone's ever seen. And in 2017, 18 put in probably the greatest goalkeeping performance ever, period. And I don't mean the Arsenal game, I mean across the whole season. Like he's, he's, he saved 17, like he prevented 17 goals. And they say like goals that are like dead set goals. And if you look Mm -hmm. at the XG and expected points that season, United actually should have finished sixth. And when you look at the reason, look at the expected goals against, that's where that stat comes in. They conceded a lot less than what they actually should have, which means strikers were either missing easy shots or... Or the keeper saving them. The keeper saving them, which we know De Gea was saving them, but ever since then there's there's a chart that you can find on Twitter, 17, 18, and then the rest <laughs> is just it's it's a descent, and yeah. he's been woeful. Ethical final was one of them, like that just showed that he's done. And there's a two-hour compilation of failures. Oh no! <laughs> oh
0: no! Like,
1: like like fans have had enough. Like it's it's a bit sad, honestly, that like and like honestly disgusting the fans did that but like it exists like this compilation video of his um so i think sure you can call him a legend he's done really well won a lot of trophies overall but he's the dark knight saying right you live long enough to yourself become the villain that's exactly what happened to him
0: do they treat him wrong in the end yeah 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 Yeah. no i was gonna say it's a very similar trajectory and narrative to Loris, just like very good for a long time and then they hold on too long and the last couple of years have just been a joke. And it's sad because it makes fans angry and then the fans start abusing what used to be a club legend or should still be. And but like the club has brought it on themselves by not acting fast enough, right? And and, and also the club brought it on themselves by like you
1: paid him three hundred and seventy five thousand pounds a week in in 2019, I think? There was no need for it. <laughs> like I guess contract was up, but you did not have to do that. Like you could have let him go, and we could have all been, you know, thank you, Dave. You know, he left on a high <laughs> and then used that 375k a week and bought somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it it was hardly like you know Cantona's leaving after everything that we have to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it was it was good but it wasn't indispensable. You know? Like people who don't say FM don't probably don't even know that word. That's how I learned that word. From <laughs> FM. But, yeah. like this player is indispensable. It wasn't it was never that. It was never
0: that. No. So it was just la- cl- it struck me is, all- Yeah. It is it, it strikes me as lazy. I think clubs get into I think especially with goalkeepers clubs get into the mindset of like fearing the unknown which I think is easy to do when you've had a goalkeeper in place who's been largely very good for a long time like a really good goalkeeper is hard to find right there aren't many and so if we get rid of this guy we don't know if the next guy is going to make it and that's terrifying because it's such an important position and I think it it leads clubs to hold on too long but um, I, I, I
1: do want to make the point that I think that in his case there was also a lot of politics in play because there was there were a couple stories that um, Sochar had told him, Henderson's going to start. Mm. Uh, this, is, this is before Henderson even came in to the squad when De Gea's injury. And De Gea apparently was so furious, he went to the board. And the board were, the board were like, we're paying him 375 a week, mate. <laughs> 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 like, like, what the hell is going the on? Like, oh, <laughs> like, they were like, holy out. They were apparently furious that like man was going to do this. Reinstated him. He got injured. Henderson did really well, but then Henderson got coronavirus. The hair comes back in, and then it's like you're never getting back in, mate. It's it's the contract being up now gave the club finally the convenient excuse to do this because otherwise there'd be no Onana potentially coming in.
0: Uh, Tell me how happy you are about that or not. I'm happy and I'm scared at the same time.
1: Uh, oh, yeah! I'm happy because, be. oh, oh, I'm. I'll, okay, let me say why I'm scared. Because I'm scared for two reasons. One, he's a fucking risk taker, and <laughs> we're we're going to concede some hilarious goals. I, I'm. I mean, yep. listen, any goalkeeper that uses their feet that much, we've already seen Allison con, con, con like concede some hilarious goals. Edison yeah. has done it. Ramsdale's done it. Like, it's the thing. What, that's does. not what. Yeah. What scares me is that our fans are going to react very badly when it happens <laughs> because there are those who are like, we had the best shots supper in the world. No, we didn't anymore. But that's that's their belief. And we got rid of it, him for whatever this is going to be. And I'm scared for that because it's going to be another Maguire, like jump on him mm. all over the place. thing. Mm. And But I'm excited because you finally get a goalkeeper who allows you to play the way that this manager wants you to play. Like I don't I, I I always care about what you want to do. And we know he wants to build up from the back. I know you can't do that with De Gea. You can't do it with Ran either, but one step at a time. One step
0: at a time. Mate, and go, this going from like... De Gea to Anana is is going from 1 to 9 on the scale. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. ten being you can play out from the back, zero being you can't. Like it's literally that big a difference.
1: I, I think with what I've seen of Onana, I think actually his I, let me not even say his ball playing ability, but his courage to play the ball is yes. probably at, at this point the highest in the Premier League. Like I think the things that he's he attempts to do, I don't think Ederson or Allison attempt to do it, and I don't. I think that's both wonderful and scary at the exact same time.
0: It it also might get tapered down a little bit. <laughs> it might need to. Just like a little it bit. It might just like take take the yeah. edge off of it, you know. But uh but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I like I'm I'm very jealous. Anon is as a keeper I've I've liked for a long time. Um I'm willing to accept a bit of risk with my with my goalkeepers. Um so frustrating that that you guys have him, but I'm just excited for him to be in the Premier League and watch him watch him regularly. He's so much fun.
1: And, and a decent deal, apparently. Like 50 million euros plus five bonuses. I'm like, sure. That's not, that's not a bad deal at all. Like, for the first time, United yeah. are actually negotiating well. Like, who, who is this club? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give it time. There's there's tons of time if you just splash 100 million on someone's shit. Um, yeah, true. Speaking of decent deals, I thought James Madison for 40 million while sending Harry Winks the other way for 10, meaning that essentially you've purchased James Madison for 30 million. That strikes me as a very good deal. Yeah, that's
1: robbery. That's, 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 that's plain and simple. That's the relegation yeah. tax.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanna... It is a relegation tax. I'm pretty excited. Obviously Spurs was shit last season, but I'm excited to see James Madison in a better team. And if Kane stays with... Someone that isn't a forty-year-old Jamie Vardy trying to put balls through. Like, I think, I think, put Madison in your FPL team is basically what I'm saying. Well, I like Madison. I think he's a very, very good player.
1: Mm-hmm. But Rashard is going to be the striker, as <laughs> <laughs> No, he's not. Bayern Munich are having a laugh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, Varnik are going to get this done. They're, listen, they've nah. been in. They're still talking to Spurs. Spurs haven't told them get the hell out of my house yet. Like they're still having conversations after that derisory second bid or whatever the hell it was. I think he's going there, mate. And I think, uh, like, I don't. I really do think he's going there. I, like I don't think he's staying at Spurs. No chance, none. I, th- Zero. I think.
0: I think it's seventy percent he stays for the season and then goes on a free Ooh. and 30% buy and stump up the, what would have to be, I assume about 120 million euros, hundred million pounds to get this done. Like, no, and... nah, it, it's, it's not crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. I think you don't want to be the guy that sold Harry Kane when there was still a chance that he might stay and and, and sign on. Like, You just take the risk. You take the risk, man, especially because you can't replace him. Like, it doesn't – that money – the money that they get is pretty irrelevant. It's pretty irrelevant.
1: I I, I disagree, mate. I'll I'll tell you why. I think – the reason I disagree with this is because, A, it's the will-he-won't-he nonsense that they keep doing. And I think that Mm -hmm. affects the club. They got to get rid of that and they got to set – a fucking direction for where they want to go for the I next 10 that. years. I don't think you can do that the, the more that you have Harry Kane on board. I think the second thing is this club is in debt of over a billion pounds. Like you have to start paying that debt at some point point. and a signing like this or, or a sale like this, either you reinvest it in the players and you amortize and then put the money right into the debt and all this good, good stuff, right? It allows you the financial freedom to do that. But the the second thing is just, the man told you explicitly he wants to leave. You told him, no, you're not going to leave. And you're not even in the Champions League right now. Mm -hmm. You've already lost money with him. So I don't believe that Harry Kane staying is going to get them back in the Champions League next season anyway. Newcastle are a better team. United are a better team. Arsenal are a better team. Liverpool are going to get better because we know they're going to send a bunch of people you are not mm-hmm. making the Champions League next year anyway. There is no longer any value of holding on to this man except for pride sell him and then go, go get somebody. I don't care who it is. Go get like Gonzalo Ramos or something. I don't care. You're going to get George, the same George end David. result. Yes, it's the same end result. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm it, not sure. The end result.
0: I'm not sure man. I, I think there is Look, I, I agree with you logically. I think if you take all the emotion and the kind of sentimentality and the politics out of it, you can say you've got an aging asset there with one year on his deal. Take as much money as you can and reinvest it into the team. That That is true and that's obvious. I just think it's different when you're dealing with arguably the club's greatest ever player, like a guy that's going to score 25, 30 goals a season, a guy that... Is the only thing that might give you a chance to get back in the Champions League next next season, even though it's unlikely. Like the, everything about Spurs is unknown right now because new manager and blah 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 blah. Right, so you don't you just let, have no me, idea. But it's different. Let me give this when, an example. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got rid of well,
1: he forced your hand, but Henri, right?
0: Very now. different scenario, but sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, aging player, best ever, last year of his contract, same mm-hmm. idea, right? Yeah. Now, he was obviously Kane at the peak of his power still. Henri was waning a little bit, but sure, like, great
0: player at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. What material difference did him leaving make?
0: Oh, Arsenal were better the, the season after, but... And he had... burned Van Percy, no? Robin Van Persie and, and, and Adebayor, who... Um, I mean, are you going to get a Robin Van Persie season out of Alison? I think Richarlison is a lot better than he's showed in the last year because Conte was like abusing him, but you're not getting a Robin Van Persie season out of him.
1: Where I'm going with this is, I don't think you thought you were going to get Robin Van Persie season out of Robin Van Persie. (laughs) Well, no one thought he would last a season uninjured. (laughs) Exactly. So I think it's like, it just, just, to me, it's like, Roll the dice. Go ahead. When United got rid of Rudvan Van Nistoroy, and everyone was like, What the hell are you doing? Sahar was injured all the time. Rooney was a 10, and then it was like Ronaldo was flattering to deceive. Ronaldo turned into an absolute beast. Rooney did his thing. And then they got Tevez on loan or some shit. Like we got Michael Owen. They figured it out. I think if you're smart and plan, you can figure this out. You don't need to be bitches. That's basically where I'm going with this.
0: Well, listen, either, either they do it now and figure it out now, or they do it in a year. Like either way, it's happening soon. It's just. Yeah. At least do it now with money in your pocket. (laughs) You can't say that's not an an added bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I I would still be very surprised if Bayern put put up enough money. Um, Weirdly they well, it's not weird that they sold Lucas Hernandez. It was weird that they bought Lucas Hernandez for like a club record fee in the first place and now they've sold him to PSG. The guy's always injured. Why why do people keep buying this guy?
1: I I don't know. Is he even that good looking? I don't I don't know how he seduces people. <laughs>
0: you know. yeah. Uh I think he is, but I don't know for sure. Um what else has happened? Who's who's Signed for who? Just looking at the list here. Um, Granite Jacko, we Uh, kind of covered. It was
1: Sandro Tonali, who does not want to be in Newcastle, but is there.
0: Oh, yeah. They've got a smaller gym than Milan. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: If he can get over that and not be homesick, I mean, there's going to be a significant amount of culture shock from uh, Milan to... uh, to Newcastle, but if you can get over that, sure, good addition. Uh, significant overpay, in my opinion. I think it's going to be
1: a disaster, absolute disaster. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't see. Him. I think he's a good player, and he's like I love a defense uh, a deep lying playmaker, which he is. I love those types of guys, but I don't think he's his heart is in it, I, and I and I don't think it
0: ever will be. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you suggesting Aquilani vibes to this transfer? Uh, more, so, more than that, even.
1: I don't think Aquilani <laughs> commented on the gym size. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe not. Um, yeah. What else? Arda Gula, Turkish teenager, went to Real Madrid. Whatever. Too. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Marcus Asensio went to PSG to take up the uh, Draxler role of sitting around for about ten years and doing absolutely nothing. So congratulations uh-huh. to him. Uh, Milan Skriniar also to PSG. Every summer, if you're like PSG, like sign some good players and you're like, oh, they've finally got a plan and then it never works out. So I assume never the same will be the case this season. Um, Angel Di Maria went back to Benfica. That's a lovely little, lovely little story.
1: Do we want to talk about Lukaku?
0: He doesn't deserve us. Uh, yes.
1: Or, or should we wait until it actually like? Or should we no. wait till he actually completes
0: the the thing? <laughs> no, I think let's do it because what he seemingly has done is stupid enough that it it does deserve to be taken the piss out of. So can, please,
1: can I just say that I I I believe that because football is football and like you know whatever, no one actually has your back in 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 life or whatever. T- to take care of yourself, I get all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> this guy went to Inter. They gave him a hero's welcome. And I remember him doing an entry saying, like, Inter saved me from the shit I was going through at Manchester United. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Then uh, allegedly Inter told him, go to Chelsea. We've gotten $100 million for you, whatever it is. Get the hell out of here. And man did that. Understood. If you wanted to pay them back for it, understood. But you ran back there
0: when it didn't work I- out. Can I pause? The, yeah. Can I pause the story, yeah. and then you can continue? Three months yes. after he arrives at Chelsea, out comes a big interview in which he was like, mm-hmm. "I didn't really want to leave.
1: I love Inter so much." <laughs> he was like, "One day I might, I might come back." Well, that's it. And like, he, I, now you've added the contest because he made Chelsea furious. In fact, his Chelsea career was done at that point. That was the end immediately. Yeah. And then they get you back on loan. You suck. <laughs> but they still tell you while you suck we want you to stay like unbelievable stuff right like and they're negotiating negotiating like 30 million whatever like it's a, it's a negotiation what we hear is that during the bef- the day before the April cup the uh, Champions League final or whatever he's negotiating with Juventus I'm Beautiful, like man. are you sick <laughs>
0: Brutal. And, Inter are and like, like, we're done yeah. we don't
1: want you anymore
0: yeah and and for anyone that 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 doesn't have the context for that rivalry it's called the derby of italy like these two mm-hmm. clubs and the fans hate each other like this is not a joke <laughs> mm-hmm. like you don't you don't just casually go from one to the other and not expect ramifications
1: Absolutely. And it's just, I get it. You you have to look out for yourself and they're offering you a good financial package. I get all that. But the Juventus thing is dependent on Vlahovic being sold. They're not signing you unless someone else gets sold. Inter want you. You could have like just told them, you know what? Talk to my agent. Don't talk to me. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, or let's not negotiate right now. I'm on vacation. I don't know. Something to push them away. Because yeah. listen, Lukaku might be an asshole? But there are lots of clubs who would be interested to for in him after uh, um, on the right terms. I'm am certain of this. Um, one of them could have been Spurs, for all I
0: know. <laughs> God knows. So there, there lots just wait of for Conte to, to get back. a new club,
1: which we know will happen. Like shit. Like maybe even Bayern that could have been like mm, we don't. Well, we needed some guy to tap in and score goals. Whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. You will we'll win the league with him anyway. Like there are many possibilities that could have occurred, but he decided to do the worst thing possible to a team that he said saved his life. Basically, come on, mate. Come nah, on, brutal, brutal. Saudi yeah.
0: on the table as well.
1: Could have oh, done that. He told he told them to f off so that he could he could stay in. Like he just he just did everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he did every single thing wrong. Oh yeah. God. Not oh, in a good God, place, yeah. that guy. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, we got we got to end pretty soon. I will just say for a, quickly to uh, appease any Liverpool fans, uh, Dominic Sazabai. Should I a bit? sub, subbers I got there in the yeah, end. But I, think, I think that's all we need to say about that.
1: I think getting really name good, but We'll see. <laughs> I, I don't.
0: Not at all. Okay. Not for right. me. Not for me, Clive. Okay. Um, we want to talk about Ben, <laughs> ben Mendy. Etc. Yeah,
1: the the whole thing is bothering me a little bit, and I and I and just a little bit. I, yeah. I, I think both sides of the equation are annoying me at this point. Like, look, people, especially football players, are coming out and hailing him as a hero. I don't like that at all, right. and I don't like it. Like, do I understand it? Yes, but I don't like it because it sets a very dangerous precedent, as far as I'm concerned there it there's now it becomes this anti women agenda and mm-hmm. we've just gotten to a place where i thought we would gotten to a place where we at least created an environment or we're beginning to create an environment where you could believe a woman yeah. that doesn't not mean and when people say when people say to me all the time believe women believe in women i'm like that does not mean that you have to automatically believe an allegation. That's not what it means. What mm-hmm. people have been asking for is the positive environment where if I say something happened to me, you don't automatically dismiss it as a lie. It gets taken seriously. Yes. That's all that that, that, that stuff actually means. And by championing this false accusation thing and, you know, give them the same you know, jail term as rapist or whatever. Oh, good God. You're creating a combative environment where people cannot be believed and may may not come out again. Now, you know, if all, I've read some of this and Mendy case, and quite honestly, a lot of the stuff the women about the women seem quite suspect. However, <laughs> a lot of what Mendy and his friend also did was quite suspect, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I don't think this is one of those things where you take sides here. Like I I just don't. I think it's a matter of fact. He's found not guilty. Sure, you either have a great lawyer, or the system failed, or this isn't what it's supposed to do. I, I don't know. But I don't believe that Ben Mendy is a hero. And I also don't like that people have been saying things like two years of his of his career gone mate he was injured for two years before that like his career was already before that
0: and city continued to and city knew about this shit and continued to play him for a long time before it actually came to a head
1: yeah so like let's not pretend that this is like someone who actually had his life robbed of him he was being paid money like by the football club and at the same time He was also not very good, and he was very injured. So we're Mm. making a hero. It's a bit like the Hakimi thing that was going around in the summer where, like, the fake news of he put the money in his mom's account so the the thieving wife couldn't get it. I'm like, we need to calm down. There are situations where people lie. Like, we get it. There are false accusations. We absolutely get it. And in this case, a man was found not guilty of multiple counts of rape, and maybe he was falsely accused. So I think there needs to be I I think we need to acknowledge that because there is no other system that we have. Like we can have issues with the system, but it is a system, and took two years to get it done. So on that side, we need to calm down with the villainization of him. But he's no hero. Like and I hate that like he's being presented that way because he's going to become this this you know model or mascot for false accusations and it's going to turn out badly for women
0: i think I'm, I'm sure it already is and has and and we know here's the thing we know the system doesn't work we know that the criminal justice system in general and and you know you can apply this to the uk you can apply it probably more broadly to the united states we know the criminal justice system doesn't work we know who it doesn't work for um which is basically anyone who isn't a white male like, just facts. um, And we know that, especially in the case of rape, it's in, it's exceedingly difficult to prove it. It's exceedingly difficult. The bar is extremely high. Which is why, you know, tens and tens of thousands of rape cases are reported every year. And what is it? Like, 2% ever get charges, let alone prosecutions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... So when you have ten to thirteen however many women women it was accusing Ben Mendy of something when like what what it I think it is reasonable to say given the statistical incidents at which these cases happen, it, we can it's difficult. I know what you mean when you know you say this is a system we have, we have no other system, um, we can't assume guilt, and that is true. But it's the context around this. Footballers always had this problem. Mm-hmm. Footballers have always had this problem. People in power have this problem in general. We've seen that. We know that. And, and so I think it is reasonable when 13 women say this guy – did something and he's built panic rooms in his house and taking phones away from people as they come into the house. That something went on that shouldn't have fucking gone on. I think that's reasonable to say.
1: Oh, whether, oh whether I, court, I think, I think it's very reasonable.
0: <laughs> whether a court has enough evidence to decide that or not. And it happens all the time that there is not enough evidence to prosecute a rape case. Um, and so people coming out saying, you know, defending him by saying he's found not guilty and so nothing fucking happened. It, they're just miles off. They're miles off.
1: And, and, and I think it's very Im- important because there's power dynamics involved, also things involved. But I implore people, at least read, like, the information on these things because because it's so... The bar is so high, right, as you mentioned. But because these things are so sensitive, I don't like when people comment on things that they don't know, which is what most people are doing right now, on on yeah. the internet and making him into this this hero. And I'm like, look, you have panic rooms in your house. You have a. You're also flaunting um, uh, COVID protocols because you're a horny <laughs> bastard. Like, like I like all those things are true. But then at the same time, it can also be true that. Not, not that they were necessarily false allegations. I think that's where the gray area comes in a little bit. It's like maybe they they are not false accusations, but do they pass a the legal threshold? That's one thing. Sure, sure. But also, like you know, they were talking about <laughs> someone was talking about great, great uh, Jack Grealish made a cameo. Like one of them tweeted. Or or, or texted in the in their group chat because apparently all of them are in the group chat like best night of my life and I just had sex with Jack Grealish. <laughs> like, and people were like whoa Jack Grealish just caught a stray like oh and boy this, this part of it in that consent can be removed at any point and and I wanted mm-hmm. to have this to conversation because I think it's important for people to listen who are listening to understand that it can be mm-hmm. taken away at any point the problem becomes in a court of law none of that stuff sort of becomes relevant. You know what I mean? They have to use, lawyers will use whatever they can use. And if you're sending a text that's saying, oh, greatest night of my life. And I, and, and I just had sex with Jack Grealish. Mm -hmm. And it happened at Ben Mendy's house, right? Where, which was this, this, this (laughs) cesspool of shit, right? Mm -hmm. It comes across as you had a lot of fun here. Of course. And now you're saying that you, and now you're saying that you got, you know, assaulted, mm-hmm. which is still actually very possible. Mm-hmm. But in the eyes of a jury, right? Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to do, right? So I think, and so it's so the same, in, similar to the people who are talking about Mason Grid, I'm like, listen, I think we need to like take every case on its own and do all the research you can do but do not make these people heroes and do not try and normalize mm-hmm. this type of stuff. Like, I think there is a, like, there's just a problem with the way Mendy operates in general for me. And yeah, of course, I don't think you should be operating in the way that he was operating. And we know that his homie was out there looking for girls to bring over in a way that was very, very seedy. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't think I just don't think that's the type of behavior that we should be encouraging by making him the face of this you know movement or whatever it is that people are trying to yeah. do now.
0: Yeah. And it's not just it's not just like people on Twitter like you know there's been a lot of concern over the last day because Memphis Depay came out and wrote this lengthy kind of Instagram piece you know supporting which was very supportive of Mendy um Vinicius Jr has now done the same. Um, and you look at the, the amount of footballers who have shown their digital, their digital support for these comments It is a lot of them. It's like, I hesitate to say all of them, but it's like from the big five leagues, like it is a lot of footballers, which goes to show the kind of pervasive mentality that that these guys have maybe, I don't know. It's, it's, it's worrying, man. It's really worrying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think the clubs, I the clubs, like the clubs seeing this need to need to probably step in and, and run some programming. <laughs> I don't know, man, like take their, fo- take their phones away from them. I don't know. Just run some programming, start, start increasing the levels of education around this. You would have thought they'd be doing it anyway. Um, you know, having a duty of care to these young guys, I, like, they really need to to step it up. And and what's what's more crazy about this is that this all comes a day after the Deli Alley stuff, where Deli Alli comes out in this kind of incredible, incredibly brave interview and talks about how he was molested when he was six and and you know, the internet wasn't shouting where's the fucking proof? You know? (laughs) The internet was like a day later, that level of compassion is completely gone. And it's it's wild. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see what the internet does when Mason Greenwood is probably reinstated. Well, whether uh, he's reinstated yeah. or he gets a job somewhere else, I don't I don't know. It, but it's looking whenever way, he plays football again, which is going to happen, mm-hmm. um, I think that brings up a more interesting debate. To be honest. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll probably get to we'll at time. Next time. It's, yeah, it, it, that's a more nuanced conversation. We'll save.
0: Yep. All right, man. I gotta go. You gotta go. The transfers were fun. Right. This last bit was important. interesting, important, and interesting. <laughs> and uh, we'll chat again soon. All right, my man. All right. Good night.